So, Jennifer, how many people do you think wake up in the morning being grateful? You know, Brian, I don't know. I know that um, oftentimes I wake up in the morning not probably starting off with a grateful list, but just feeling like how nice to have another morning. Well, that's a nice thought. Yeah. Do you ever get burdened by business or by concerns, like in the middle of the night or something like that? Yes, I do. And um, I do a couple different things if I get burdened with something in the night. One, I try to breathe with you. You're a great breather. So I, I work on my uh, making my breathing in time with yours. Another thing I'll do is, last night I prayed for people. I thought of all of the people who um, are in pain and suffering. And so probably three or four times last night I woke up and started praying. And is it horrible to say I fall asleep while I'm praying? <laughs> but it, it's calming too. Mm -hmm. you know, And it takes my mind off of anything that may be uh, trying to trouble me to thinking about others. I really believe, though, that if you pray for others, then your problems don't seem quite so big. What do you think that most um, real estate agents wake up in the, in the night thinking about? I think um, about their transaction, meaning, is well, first of all, if they have a transaction, they wake up thinking about their transaction and worried that they're... Um, that there's not some point that it's going to fall through. Um, one, I think they also worry if they have a, enough transactions because oftentimes one does fall through. And so you need to be able to have enough that you're not worried about your own bills. And that that's what people worry about is their finances. So if you had a, a word of advice for... Um, agents or for people in our, you know, our allied resources, our friends in lending and in escrow and insurance and all the other um, allied um, organizations and types of work. If you had uh, a bit of advice for them about how to cope with those intrusive thoughts, what would it be? Well, I think for me, the way that I've always dealt with intrusive thoughts or, or concerns is to just work harder, maybe smarter and harder, um, and make sure that I'm using my time effectively to get the most out of my day that I can. I always, I always feel like it's up to me in my life to create the energy needed to get the job done and to take care of our, our, my needs. Gotcha. You know what, you know what I think would be most helpful for them? Well, I would think thinking loving thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, close, very close. It has to do with thoughts. You know, um, in, in the middle of the night, there's absolutely nothing that you can do about your transactions. I mean, 
Or the lack of them. Or the lack of them, right? You can't get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and start making prospecting calls. I guess you could. You could call the East Coast from the West Coast or vice versa. And you could um, make some calls that way. But what goes on in our minds is just, uh, and you know this, and you're going to go, oh, I should have thought of that when we were talking about this. But what goes on in our mind is just plain brain chemistry. And those, those random crazy thoughts that come in are just the product of our random thoughts in the middle of the night. And the best thing that we can do is just simply to control them. And controlling our thoughts is probably the way to keep your sanity and the way that you can have better sleep at night. Well, I think actually, Brian, that is what I do when I think of, um, of how am I spending my day or my time, um, even in the middle of the night, it's understanding that I'm in control of it. That's right. I'm in control of my day. I'm in control of exactly, my night. Exactly. I'm in control of my business. Exactly. And so for me, that quiets the random thoughts. Right. Because I know I am in control. Right. It's not somebody else. It's not a fluke of nature. I'm in control. Right. And so for the listener, my name is Brian Martin, and this is my wife, Jennifer Martin. Say hello. Hello. And our broadcast is called Real Estate Love. And the purpose of our broadcast is to help the agent and to help those who are in the real estate industry to do two things, to strengthen your home and to build your business. And when I say build your business, what I mean is to build your wealth. And the whole purpose of our time together in this podcast is to share our wisdom and our experience of many years of life and in real estate and to help agents with their business. Doesn't that sound like a nice thing to do? It is a nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. So the other so yesterday, Pauline came up to me. Did I tell you about this? You did, but tell me again because yeah, Pauline came in and she said that uh, she she asked me a couple of really pointy questions. First of all, Pauline is a spiritual person, and so she asked me which of the fruit of the spirit did I use the most in business? Isn't that an interesting question? It is, and I I would have guessed your answer. Well, I, I was taken back by the question because that was an interesting question. How do you do? But, but I do. I do apply my spirituality to my business. I just hadn't put it in a specific Galatians 5.22 kind of a context. But I, I do think about the spirituality of business and, and how important it is. In our diagram, one of the most um, <clears throat> important parts of our diagram is the L-O-V-E, the E part in it, and that's the eternity part, and that's the spiritual part of it. And I think most people try to separate out the business part from the spiritual part, but you know what I always say. You have one life. You only have one life. You don't have a business life, and you don't have a spiritual life. You have one life, and your spirituality goes with you, your business goes with you, it's all your part of your one life, and so you bring it to bear. And so I bring, I bring my spirituality to bear, and I like to talk about it in our workshops and in our, that we do in, um, all over, is that I like to talk about 
it, our business bringing meaning and significance to us. And one of the ways that we do that is by helping people with home. And the whole concept of home is such, such an, 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 such an important part for everybody. Because home, everybody has a home. Or you hope they do. Even homeless people have a home, right? But what we want is that we want to, we want to advocate for home ownership. And because we believe that building wealth comes with owning a home. And we also want our agents that work with us to feel like their business is a mission. It's not just a, it's, if you're in, if you're in business, if you're in real estate just to make money, you're going to have a really, really difficult time. It's just, it's just not going to, it's not going to be that fulfilling for you. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very challenging for you. Uh, I think money is important. Like, what is that saying about money? Money is good for the good money does. Right. So I think money is good. But there's, there's a mission behind what we do. There's a, the big why. Simon Sinek talks about the why of it. And other business leaders talk about the why of it. And, and, and for me, one of the most important whys is helping agents build a business, helping people find a home. And in doing that, there's huge satisfaction. There is. I'm right there with you. I've done it for 32 years and I love it. So real estate is a fabulous way to create wealth. And it's also a fabulous way to achieve your life dreams and to help other people. And so what, what Pauline said that it, said she wanted me to come and to share with her my gifts and how I use them in, um, in our business. And she specifically asked me what my gifts were. And the first thing that popped in my head was mm -hmm. patience. I thought that was interesting. Well, that is interesting. I would have thought the first thing that popped into your head was love. Well, I think that they go hand in hand. And uh, if you if you uh, if if you would like to look up Galatians five twenty two in the New Testament, it talks about the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, and. and love are in that list. Yes, but your number one gift is love, and so I just would have thought that that was what you would have said first. So uh, what happened was that we took that inventory, what was the name of the inventory? It's, a, it's a character strength inventory, it's a very popular one, and it's one that um, is well known. And there's 24 strength finders. Strength finders. There's 24 universal characteristics, and uh, so we took that inventory, and, and love came out to be my number one. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. That's because in in my ministry part of my life, I have been focused on love for many, 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 many years, and so that's been just been an important thing for me to think about and talk about love and I've made I've made love my aim and brought that to our business in a real in a good way and it's been fun to do that so when she asked me to come and speak to their team 
about how we integrate that, it's it's just an, it's no brainer. For That's us. really cool. I'm glad she did that. Yeah. She didn't come and ask me. My number one gift, though, is honesty. <laughs> Maybe that's too scary. Maybe too much for them. Uh, or for anybody. <laughs> I think people would sleep better at night if they knew uh, if they had control of their entire life, including their business, including their health, including their finances, including their family, the family of origin. If they had control over that, then they would feel like they could well, they feel more satisfied, yeah. more confident. You know, though, Brian, over the years, it seems like control has kind of gotten pushed aside and that that in maybe popular psychology or something, it's come out that really people don't have that much control. And, and I think people have kind of um, backed off of, of thinking that, that they have control, and I'm so glad you're reminding them because... I think when you feel like you are out of control or you don't have control, that you feel like you're powerless and that you go through life feeling like the elements of life are pushing and pulling on you instead of you having any control over those. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people use a lot of different words for control, but it's very, very, very essential to your well-being. We could like to control our business, right? Yes. And one of the ways that we control our business is that we set ostentatious goals. We do. And one of the goals we have for our business is that 80% of our agents be in productivity. Right. That's something that we actually have control over. We do. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of companies and a lot of firms don't believe that you can control that because they simply accept the fact that only 20 to 30% of their agents are going to be in production. Well, you know, way back when when um, we realized that we wanted to focus on production, um, we believed that if we created an atmosphere um, for energy and synergy and we created educational moments all the time, that if we help people think about how to build a business – that we could help them get into production. So we took tangible steps to get to our goal. We took control. Right. And what were some of the things that we did? Well, again, we created the synergy and energy. So How do we, we do that? How do we create a synergy and energy? Well, we, we really encourage people who want to work to work with us. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's just thinking that this is a part-time job or or uh, a, they'll do a transaction every now and then, the environment in our office may not be for them because we really uh, stress working. And in doing that, we've created a very open um, floor plan so that there's a lot of openness and sharing and helping because I truly believe that um, helping each other helps create the momentum to push to help push people forward in their activities. Not them as people, but in their activities. And so we have a very open uh, arena uh, for our agents. And so so for the listener who, who, you should come visit our office sometime. Uh, we're in Fresno, California. And um, just let us know and we'll give you the address. 
Uh, Jennifer on my desk is right out in the middle of the of, of the open area, and it, it and so there's a constant flow of traffic going by and by. We don't have closed offices, uh, we don't have any walls. We have we have uh, pods. There's three stations in a pod, and it's open, and people can come by and they hear us in our in our prospecting. They hear us in our conversation with other agents, and and it's a, and it provides for people. Uh, uh, and they see us working, and so it helps with that synergy and that energy that you're talking about. I had an agent come to me the other day, and she said, I come to work every day because you do. Oh. And you know? we're, we're some of the first ones to work, and then we're some of the last ones to leave. We are. And I, I really believe that that's an energy that helps people to do what they need to do. I think the other thing is is that we've always provided great training. How many training opportunities do our agents have on a, in, in any given month? Gosh, I know that there are there are a lot of weeks where we have 20 trainings a week. So if you times that by 4, that's 80 trainings in a month. 80 trainings in a month. That's yes. phenomenal. And and uh, you know, you don't have to go to all of them, but what we're trying to do, or what we are doing, is creating an atmosphere where people can constantly be learning whatever their uh, need is. We're controlling the atmosphere. We're absolutely, we are. We're controlling it by providing the opportunities and, make, and, and enabling people to strengthen their family and to grow their business. Right. So how many agents in our office were productive? In June of 2018. It was really exciting. We had 51% of our agents in production in the month of June. And what does that mean to be in production? That means that they closed a transaction. Yeah. 51%. Well, and it was... That's it, astounding. It really is. And what else is cool is that in May, it was 49.4%. And so... To have two months right at 50% is phenomenal. It's mind-blowing. And now I want to go for month three. And see, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? That ostentatious goal of 80%, now it doesn't seem so far off, does it? No, it doesn't. I, I, don't, I don't think there is a single real estate firm in America that has 50% Well, I production. think there probably is. Okay, then there's not a single one who's got 80% in production. I think you're right there. Right. We're going to be the first. We are. Because we're taking control. Right. We're, right. We're, ha we're taking business seriously. We are empowering agents strategically. We are making sure that they have enough business so they don't have to lay awake in the night wondering about what's going to happen for their next meal or their rent. I always say if you have enough escrows but you can't count them, then you have enough. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can count them, you don't have enough. That's right. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I like the idea of taking control of every aspect. 51% of our agents received a paycheck. Isn't that's that cool? amazing. And it's because the leadership in our office decided to empower the agents and provide them with synergy and energy which people need in order to produce and provide them with so many learning opportunities to grow that 
it was almost impossible for them not to. Well, you know, there are some Indigenous authors that don't attend. What's their production like? Well, we've found that people who don't attend two trainees or more a month, two trainees is all it takes, their, their production is way lower, and overall in that group, their, um, their income drops by, gee, it's, it's more than half by, in that group. Just by missing two trainings, or not by attending two trainings. Right. Right. So agents can actually take control of their lives by attending trainings. Well, yes, because they're plugged in. You know, when you're plugged into something, you, um, you're moving forward. You're, you have the energy plugged in, you know, energy is flowing. But when you choose or take control not to go to trainings, so you, you put yourself outside of the energy level, it's more difficult to, to push yourself forward. You don't have anyone helping you. Yep. Encouraging you. Yep. All right. Well, so it's time for us to, to wind down. Okay. And um, <clears throat> today we had a, a really... Or wind up. Wind up, yeah. <laughs> Plug in. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> today we've had a really far-ranging conversation. It began with, you know, how do you wake up in the morning and having, having gratitude and uh, thinking about your business. And then we got into taking control of your life, and uh, we provided people with some uh, really great ideas about how to take control. I think so. Just knowing that if you go to two trainings a month, you could increase your business, wouldn't that help you take control of getting to those trainings? Mm -hmm. and we, we also reminded them that they only have one life. Only one life. It's not a spiritual life and a business life. It's not a private life and a public life. It's just one life. It's all integrated together. It's all integrated together. We, we told them that uh, people can control their thoughts, they can control their emotions, and they can move forward in, in profound ways simply by controlling their thoughts and their emotions. And we reminded them that they can build wealth. And we, we showed them the importance of love in business. Yes, we did. Yeah. I'm Brian Martin. And I'm Jennifer Martin. And our program is called Real Estate Love. And we are here to help agents strengthen their families, their homes, strengthen their homes, and to build business and to build wealth. And until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.